Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Compete Waffle. My name's Alicia. I'm an advanced sports dietitian and co-founder of Compete Nutrition. So wow, are we excited to introduce this next guest on the Waffle Podcast? And to be fair, we're still in shock that uh, we had the opportunity to have a chat with Amy. Um, if you're uh, if you aren't sure who Amy Shepherd is, you may have heard of Shepherd, the music, the band, uh, and have heard songs such as Bombs Away or Geronimo. And more recently, they have had monthly releases all of 2020, including Kiss My Fat Ass. Uh, and there's been some really really cool growth that we've watched um, both in the music side of things but particularly for Amy her presence within Instagram um, in the most positive sense. So a couple of years ago, Amy accidentally found herself very instrumental in a movement um, that she then termed Kiss My Fat Ass and it's just grown from there. So um, she talks a lot about her journey in this episode and for that reason, I am so, so grateful. Uh, there's a lot of pragmatic advice, but a lot of raw um, journey storytelling about what's School was like for her, um, what really instigated that negative body image and what that felt like, uh, and also her journey through recovery and where she still is and what she's really wanting to achieve in the future. So we talk not only about her music career, we talk about the pressures that the music career really did um, put on her. We talked about her childhood in Papua New Guinea and what that was like, along with that journey with her body image. So when she first noticed those negative um, connotations and thoughts, all the way through to where she is now. So um, I think my favorite part of this is how she defines health now and how that's changed um, and really where that is at for her next steps forward. So really can't wait for you to listen. So I'm gonna stop talking um, and introduce you to Amy. Enjoy guys and I can't wait to hear the feedback. So please um, feel free to give this episode and Waffle a review if you have a chance uh, or even just a star rating if you want a quick option. It means a lot to us. So thank you so much everyone. Sit back, relax and really enjoy listening to Amy's story. Um, and I hope it brings a lot of comfort, a lot of support um, and a lot of recognition to your journey that you may be feeling with your body and with your food. Cheers. Amy, it is an absolute pleasure to welcome you to the Compete Waffle today. Thank you so much for giving up your time to chat to us. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Ah, uh, it's awesome. So you are based in Brizzy, is that right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Sunny Brizzy. Oh, that's sunny today. I know. It's pouring. We Oh, is it? Oh, man. We have to, got good weather here in Newey, but I'll try and sum up your way. I um, For those who aren't aware of who Amy Shepherd is, would you be able to give us a brief rundown of who you are and um, why they may actually know that name? Yeah, so I am a member, songwriter, singer from the band Shepherd, and uh, we're based in Brizzy, and uh, you may know some of our songs. We've got Geronimo, Coming Home. Kiss my fat ass <laughs> to name it. You so um, yeah, that's me. And I've also got a, I guess, um, body image movement called Kiss My Fat Ass, um, which just I guess gives permission to women to be who they are. How and fun. that is yeah. And of course, I have always loved your music, but it's definitely that movement that I have seen a lot of in the um, social media space and first became aware of it, which is you know the big reason why I've reached out to you because I feel like. 
that messaging and those um, learnings that you are so open in sharing is something that I think a lot of people can benefit from. So thank you so much for your openness to that um, and your willingness to share. Thank you. Yeah, it's really, that's nice to hear that it's resonated with so many people and that I can, I guess, be of help in some way, even if it's really small or really large for others. It's nice having those little messages pop up in my DM saying, hey, I love what you're doing. It's helped me with whatever it might be. I mean, it makes it all worth it in the end. Unreal. No, it's really exciting. And, you know, when we're looking at that process, do you feel like this movement or at least um, the start of that was such a big part of you becoming more confident within yourself and changing your body image? Yeah, most definitely. I think I started off, it's been a long time coming, you know, it started off with me just doing, um, I would do a filtered photo and a non-filtered photo because I still really loved the way that filtered photos looked. I was still very attached to that. Um, But I was, yeah, I still wasn't feeling authentic and I just could see what was going on on Instagram and just knew all the, all the behind the scenes and what goes into um, posting a perfect curated photo. And mm-hmm. I think um, for so many women, they're comparing their normal bodies and their normal skin to these photos, which have been um, curated and photoshopped and edited and filtered. So yeah, I just, I just had a calling. I don't know. I don't know why, but you I just, so did. I just really sick. <laughs> the death of pretending to be someone that I wasn't. Yeah, I'm going to delve a lot more into there, but I feel like before we do, I'd love to know more about your childhood because you grew up in Papua New Guinea, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I grew up in Port Moresby. I was born there. Um, My parents, well, my dad works over there still. And Mm. um, yeah, we had a really different childhood to um, I guess the average Aussie childhood. We weren't able to go outside and play and we weren't allowed to walk down the street we weren't allowed to leave our house without the doors locked you know all that stuff Mm. um but yeah had a really good childhood because it sort of forced me to become really creative with um entertaining myself and that's when I you know found my dad's guitar in storage and you know delved into their record collection and really got into um my music and figuring out who and what I wanted to do with my life. Wow. That is a really good way to look at it because I think it's almost that forced creativity that sometimes I think is probably forced out of kids um, in the school system where it is all about the academics and not necessarily about really enforcing and reinforcing the importance and um, of the creativity side. I, I find, um, you know, that childhood piece that you were talking about interesting as a dietitian, because I would love to hear how that may have impacted you or what you saw in terms of the food availability piece in your relationship with food. Do you feel like that, kind of brought a different empathy or a different um, perspective when it comes to food? Um, I grew up as a chubby kid. I was overweight, but, you know, that was just who I was in terms of, like, my parents weren't feeding me junk food the whole time. Mm. And, of course, I was just eating like an average child. Like, you know, we were drinking sugary drinks and stuff, but for some reason my body was just handling it different to my brothers and sisters who, brother and sister who were like stick figures and I (laughs) held on to the weight. So, um yeah, I don't know if that comes from being in PNG. Maybe like it could have something to do with like the convenience, and we, we didn't really get access to a whole lot of fresh food. You know, mm. there's lots of imported food, and sometimes the lettuce will be, you know, brown. So yeah, often I guess pasta was on the menu probably more mm. often than it is here in Australia. Um, 
but yeah, growing up as a, a overweight kid was definitely a challenge and not that I would change any of it now because I did learn so many lessons from that. Mm. But from a young age, I was really acutely aware that um, overweight people are treated very differently to thin people. And um, yeah, and then as we got further down to my teenage years, skipping ahead a little bit, but mm. um, Obviously, I learned about dieting. I was dieting from a really young age, I think from about 10. Um, And that's because obviously my mum was dieting and I wanted to do it too. And whether she Mm. allowed me to do it or not, I was doing it. And um, yeah, so from a young age, I was really um, already very body conscious, Mm. very um, aware of like carbohydrates and how bad they were for you and all of that. so yeah, the yo-yo, yo-yo dieting started really young for me. Mm. And I'm sure that'll shock a lot of people when we hear about how young it can start. Uh, for me, um, I'm not shocked, which is uh, upsetting for me because I wish I was shocked. Um, we get a lot of um, teenagers and younger um, kids come through and their main goals coming through are around weight loss or being skinny or having a six pack. And it's one of the main reasons why I wanted to hear your story was because there is a really big journey within that, but it does start really young. And there's so many different places that we're getting our information from. And this would have been before social media. So, you know, it's frightening to think now what these kids are getting a hold of and what they're seeing day to day um, compared to even back then as well. Yeah, that's right. It's it's funny what kids absorb from such a young age. I think so mm. often we can forget that they're just like sponges and they'll take in everything, even if it's just yeah. a slight comment about, oh, like, oh, these jeans are so tight, sticking into my fat, like instantly you're thinking that, oh, that's negative. I don't want that. Mm. Um, you know, we're fed at 24-7 with the media and TV and everything, magazines, Instagram now. I can't imagine growing up with social media. Um, and the impact that that would have had on me from a young age. Um, Yeah, but it wasn't really until my teenage years that I kind of went the other way and started really restricting my food and uh, lost a ton of the weight. Um, And yeah, and that was just as unhealthy because I was really depriving myself of a lot of nutrients and I was feeling tired all the time, couldn't even concentrate. I remember just looking at the clock at school thinking like, you know, like 10 minutes till lunch and then you can have a, can of beans or whatever I was eating at the time and um yeah so that's really interesting as well like going through that side of things it's like dream to another yeah and I'd love to explore that with you because if you're happy to because I think a lot of people will um want to applaud or have positive comments maybe it happened to you as you were losing the weight as a teenager um and kind of reinforcing a behavior that was actually in a negative and what that kind of impact that had on that um, relationship with food and body image for you. Yeah, definitely. People were applauding my weight loss and just being like, oh my God, like you were one of the prettiest girls in the grade now. Like comments like that really last and Mm. people saying you look so much better now. Um, Just reinforced the fact that I was not pretty. I was one of the most unprettiest girls in my grade before then. And I wasn't good enough before, even though I was exactly the same person. Yeah. I was I just had changed my diet and that doesn't mean that it was healthier diet it just meant that I looked different and it's funny just how differently people treat you um yeah because your the your exterior looks different so I found that very interesting and um it did really play on my body image just because my um 
body fat melted away doesn't mean that my insecurities did. In fact, they got probably worse because of all those comments and mm-hmm. trying to maintain this ideal that I had, you know, set for myself and um, trying to keep up with what I thought. You know, at the time it was like Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Ripley and they were all anorexic. And it, it we must was, be very similar ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 30 this year, so it was yeah. like that was who I was. They were my role models and they mm-hmm. were who people were looking to at the time. And yeah. these girls were anorexic actually very sick and anorexic and mm. I you know could only wish to have obtained that figure because mm. that's what was cool then and you bring up, yeah you bring up a really good point around that body positivity piece and it not being like I guess a lot of the BOPO and body positive comments around Instagram in particular are around you know overweight um, people wanting to embrace their body but it probably needs to be a much wider accepting community. Do you agree with that? With what you just mentioned? Like it's not related to size. Well, yeah, I've been pulled up or criticized for being too thin for body positivity. And I can understand because body, you know, I've got to acknowledge that body positivity started with um, plus size African-American women. And it's not that I'm trying to take away from, take away their voice or impede on their movement. So usually yeah. I like to call it body image because that's something that yeah. all I'm trying to do is share my experiences with other women who may or may not relate. So, mm. you know, I always say if, if it doesn't relate to you, that's fine. I'm happy for you to unfollow me and find someone that does. Um, mm. And I think the more that we share our experiences with each other, the more it's going to help um, because there's going to be a girl out there who relates to me more than someone else yeah. um, and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. What was that? Sorry. I said, sorry, did that answer your question? No, it totally did. I think that's a really nice thing because I think a lot of the time these hashtags go into a world of their own and we forget where they're actually stemming from. And the point of them, and I think a lot of that's been seen in terms of Black Lives Matter and all these types of things that we're seeing is that we forget or we lose perspective of where they start and the, um, you know, the significance of that. And I think you um, acknowledging that's such a big, big piece of um, that bigger conversation that needs to be had. And um, you know, that, that journey with your um, weight and body image, how did that, um, did that change when you then entered more of the entertainment industry? Did you feel ed- additional pressure um, or do you think it's just something that's just stayed with you for a while in that um, career? I definitely felt additional pressure. Um, since high school and when I lost the weight, I had, I've just been, well, since I was about 10 been yo-yo dieting and yo my weight has gone up and down and up and down until about last year really mm-hmm. so um yeah um when I started to come into the limelight I think it got worse because suddenly I was having to get ready for photo shoots and tv having to fit into sample sizes because um wow. you know if you want to wear all the cool pieces that aren't on the rack yet you have to be able to fit a sample size because that's all that's available they can't mm. just size 12 off the rack for you um because you know that's stock so that's hard and still something that I have to deal with but um yeah I think it was a lot worse and people commenting on how you look all the time you know whether I just remember I had an hour sleep for example because I had a, a, a show and then I had to get up for a morning show and um 
I was tired. And <laughs> of course I had all these people like commenting the next day being like, you look so tired. You look like you're on drugs. Like, are you, are you doing this? Are you doing that? You look terrible. I'm like, mm. I'm tired. Yeah. Thanks yeah. For <laughs> like, yeah. Thank you so much for making me feel so much better about this. I'm like, God, like what, I can't do anything about that. Like, I don't yeah. know what they expect from these celebrities. It really, I, I um, really feel for, my heart goes out to those celebrities that are in the limelight 24 mm. seven, mm. have to, and do feel the pressure to keep up with appearances, especially as they're aging. Like I just can't imagine having to deal with that. But mm. the way I oh. deal with it is to say, kiss my fat ass. I am. I know. The best. I am, um, yeah, because this is something that I've probably become more aware of lately is just that media and how they write about weight loss in celebrities. Like you've got examples more recently of Adele and Rebel Wilson, and the way that they approach those stories are around, you know, I got a um, call out of like, oh, can you look at these photos of Rebel Wilson and tell me how much weight she's lost? And it's like, well, that's irrelevant and we shouldn't even be talking about it. that's not our discussion to have but of course someone replied and they ended up running the story and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be which is around how much weight she's lost how she lost it and you know it, it, the story had nothing to do with Rebel and actually it's her story to tell if she wants to tell it and it's not necessarily something we need to comment on but that need to comment on weight is a really interesting piece that we see now and now, like again and again and um it's a big thing of mine to kind of go, well, is there other things that we can talk about that aren't related to what that person looks like and what their weight is? And do you have some advice for people out there who, you know, have seen a change in weight, say, you know, your teenage self who was losing weight um, and may not have been all that positive. Mm. What are other comments that people can say that aren't related to weight, but may show, you know, a, an interest in that person and that change and wanting to make sure that they're checking in and okay. Yeah. Well, I would probably ask like, how are you feeling or, you know, what's up just a deeper level conversation rather than face value. Like you look like that, you know, just, you know, you can comment on someone's confidence. You can say, Hey, I've noticed that you've retreated or, Hey, I've noticed that you're really confident at the moment what's been going on. And then you can kind of gauge how that person is feeling rather than just judging them on how they look. Because so often you'll find that weight loss is correlated with stress and anxiety. I guess I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Breakups is the number one, like that is a huge trigger like stress is a huge trigger for me to lose weight and not feel like eating so um yeah i would really urge people to think before they just comment on some someone else's appearance um and you know that's not to say you can't give compliments but you can give compliments about someone's scarf or their hair and that's it's different to actually commenting on something that actually correlates with their um um yeah their body image and what's going their psychology 100%. Thank you so much. That was such beautiful advice. I really love that. I, um, when you were, when you had that moment of kind of putting that image out on Instagram and I will make sure that, um, you know, that's something that we share when we share this episode, if you haven't come across it, what were the, um, what were your biggest fears when you were, you know, playing with that image and kind of going, oh, I'll Photoshop it and making sure it looks nice to fuck it. Let's just put it out there and see what happens. Um, well, I can tell you the story about when I fully went with the Kiss My Fat Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was looking for content and I was 
freaking out because you know the algorithm and how you can't you gotta post every day otherwise you get punished and all that crap um so i was like searching through all these photos and i was looking through every single one and i was like oh what about this photo i came across this photo that my boyfriend took of me by the pool and it, it was from a while back because i hadn't posted it because mm. i had cellulite up the back of my legs um and looking back now really it's nothing but like um at the time like it was a big deal for me and yeah, I loved yeah. the photo so I was like I oh, know I'll just do a bit of editing bit of face tune we'll you know get rid of that and um Bob's your uncle so I spent the next five minutes airbrushing the back of my legs filtering it giving myself a tan um and I looked back at it and it just looked so you know you can tell when someone's yeah. um, face in their body it's so obvious and I was just embarrassed for myself and I just couldn't mm bring myself to post I thought like I think I'd got some comments from um, a post that I'd previously posted and I did airbrush it and posted mm -hmm. it and people were like you look amazing haven't you just been in Europe like da 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 um and yeah I just felt really bad that I had actually airbrushed that and manipulated that mm -hmm. photo so this time I was just like screw it I'm just going to post it as it is um yeah. and see the reaction that it has so I posted it and I kind of threw away my phone because I was like oh, <laughs> don't touch it oh. Like my cellulite legs are all over the internet now, and I just thought people must think that I've really let myself go. Um, and the reaction it had was amazing. Like it was really quickly became my most liked photo. People were sharing it. People were messaging me, and I was like, "Wow! Like this is what people are obviously needing and craving on Instagram." Not, not a bikini. Because if I had posted the airbrush photo, it would just mm. be like a bikini photo yeah i like it but it, you know it hasn't inspired it hasn't changed my life it's just yeah i like it <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. and yeah. so yeah that's when it really hit home that people were needing something more people need mm. a reality check here on instagram because if if my little bit of cellulite in the back of my legs is groundbreaking we've got a problem yeah yeah that, that's a really big one and do you feel like that moment was a real aha moment to just a progress forward or do you feel like your journey to becoming more um, positive around your body image and how you feel about yourself as and what you look like has been a real you know kind of roller coaster journey since then um it was definitely an aha moment and mm. was very freeing that you know that those initial few weeks of mm. posting getting great reaction and um i guess hearing other other women's stories in personal dms was a big yeah. help for me it just showed me how everybody is struggling with their body image because someone on the tv told us that we had to look a certain way um but it mm -hmm. hasn't obviously it's not a body image positive sorry positive body image isn't an overnight thing and it takes time and work to change that mindset and it really took it i'm still working on it and i work on it every day i still say things like oh god i look fat in this and then i have to pull myself up and say no like maybe this dress isn't the right shape for you if i'm at you know at a um change room and, and yeah mm -hmm. i don't know i've just i'm still working on it because you can see like i still don't wear whatever i want i'm still mm -hmm. um i guess i still have some demons but i'm something that i'm working on every day and i feel like i have come a really long way but i'm mm -hmm. sharing every journey and every up and down in the posts that you see and it's nice to kind of go through that journey with my followers 
Yeah, I really love that. And do you have any other um, ways that we might be able to challenge those thoughts that we have? Like, for example, on I hate my arms or oh, my belly has rolls and, you know, those types of things of like, oh, I wish I had something different come across, I think, most of our minds, even those with um, a really positive body image. Um, how can we really break those thoughts and really challenge them? Do you have any ideas of what's really helped you and worked well in your journey? I think rather than focusing on the way your body looks, mm -hmm. I really try and focus on the ability. Like, wow, my arms is really strong. Like I can do five push-ups on my toes <laughs> and, and next week I'm going to get six, you know, things like that really, um, I just, it's gratitude really. It's having gratitude yeah. for your body because um, your body isn't there to look good. Your body is there as a vehicle so you can achieve amazing things in this life. And um, I think just shutting down that bully in your head that says negative things about you is so important because even though it might just seem like a one-off comment that you mutter to yourself or you say in your head, really can affect the way that you, over time, that you look at your body and your whole confidence. Um, yeah, it can change depending on the things that you say to yourself. So, mm. you know, a lot of the time I look in the mirror and I'll just smile or I'll just say, even though if I don't feel it at the time, I'll just say, oh yeah, like, it's really good. Even though yes. I don't believe it, I just said it. And now I do believe it. I really love my mm. curves. And um, yeah, I don't look like every girl on Instagram, but um, I look like me and I love looking like me because that's my power. Oh, Amy, best. <laughs> now, I want to delve into something that resonated a lot at the start of this conversation, and it was around comments that you picked up and behaviour that you picked up from your mum. And I know that a lot of parents listen to this podcast, and I've got three little kids as well, and it's something that I'm trying not to tear up about. But I think it's just so impactful and so... I think we say these things and we say them out loud without actually realizing how little sponges these kids are um, and how, what they pick up around body image and where that goes, particularly around diet culture. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I hope that I give my kids is just this openness to food that has zero morality. And yeah. that's something that I've always tried to push with. Um, we've got a kid's Instagram page for um, that kind of, motion of like you know no morality food is food let's just bring that acceptance and go from there but I would love to hear from you what you um, would say to parents that do you know they might have a challenging relationship with food they may be very far from accepting what their body is like or how their body has changed over time when they've had kids and whatnot what can they do to start to really help their child come through and not go through the same things that they are right now well education is key and first and foremost, it's not your fault. You know, you're, you're obviously conditioned to this as well, like the rest of the world because of, you know, diet culture and the, the messages that we've been fed and you're just, um, I guess, mirroring that back. And it's not like you're trying to harm your kids. So don't blame yourself first and foremost. I don't blame my mom. I'm not saying it's all her fault because that was just one of the many factors. Um, and just, I guess, education is key. What, you know, you've just got to work towards your body image and it's, it's not too late to change your body image to a more positive one. And in turn, you're going to help your children through that. And, you know, you can listen to podcasts on the way to school and change, change the way you look at food and don't call naughty foods and don't, don't put value, I guess, what am I trying to say? Value in mm. 
foods. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. Naughty or that's good, really healthy, like green juice. Let's have a green juice for breakfast, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess education is key. Just be more positive about your body image and slowly but surely your kid, they're a sponge. They're going to replicate. hundred percent. Because there's some really scary stats post like perimenopause or menopausal women the rate of eating disorder in that population is actually higher than the rate of breast cancer. So we've got all these women at an um, age where they've probably kind of had that thought of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm past the point of being able to be helped now. This is just my life. This is my relationship with food and my relationship with my body. And that's just the way it is. But I, I love that point of it's never too late to really feel liberated and really um, go through the process of changing that and adapting to a more positive body image for sure. No, it never is. And your body is always going to change. They're meant to evolve and adapt and look mm. different, um, you know, a different time of month, a different years, it's different stages of your life. You're always going to be changing and evolving. I think the sooner you get used to that, then the sooner you're going to be live a happier life. So yeah, just oh. really educate yourself, read books, listen to podcasts, unfollow anyone that makes you feel negatively about yourself. Mm and follow people that are doing cool things despite what they look like. And that's been a big game changer for me is just unfollow anyone that, you know, you look at a photo and you're like, mm, that's sitting a bit off, off for me. And then I just unfollow them because it's unhealthy for me. It's nothing personal. It's just Instagram. So mm-hmm. um, that's been really positive. Um, and just seeing that like, yeah, people do amazing things despite what they look like. And I think that's something that I've been really trying to hone in on to women. Yeah, focus on what the body's capable of rather than what it looks like. Yeah. Value doesn't lie within how you look. Yeah. No, that's really cool, Amy. And I guess kind of adding on to that thought process with so many young people kind of really wanting to achieve the abs or the leanness and the weight loss, what would you say to your, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old self that you wish you kind of had you know, around you as a mentor or you wish you had as a thought process when you're at that age? I just wish that I didn't care so much about what other people thought. And I think that went stemmed back from being an overweight child and um, people commenting on my weight, like adults commenting on my weight. Mm. So, you know, if you're a child and an adult comments on your weight, you know that, like, oh, you're wrong or you're doing something wrong. Um, so I just wish that I knew sooner that it didn't matter what anybody else said or thought about me because as long as I liked me, that's all that mattered. And yeah, for me, as finding a balance is so important and being healthy doesn't equal skinny. Um, I think that's something, a lesson that I really needed to learn as well. Mm. Well, you just timed that very well for my next question because I actually really wanted to ask you what healthy actually means to you right now. Healthy, yeah, is a balance between mind and body. I think health comes in all different shapes and sizes and I think um, only you can really determine if you're feeling healthy or not nobody else Um, you know you can see people who are might have a disability and they're still feeling great and that's that's what health is to me it's like I feel great and I'm you know able to do a whole bunch of cool things despite not being able to fit into a size 8 jean um and that's what health is to me it's finding a balance where you're healthy and you're happy and you can do cool shit yeah it's that functional side of things for sure and you um recently wrote an article around um 
letting yourself go, but you wrote it in a very positive sense. What kind of things have you gained from letting yourself go? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I said I let, I've let myself go. Yeah, of, yeah. In addition, I've let myself go of a whole lot of hunger and negativity, and um, I've gained a whole lot of confidence, uh, which I'm still working on. I am a very shy person naturally, but. Um, yeah, I'm definitely coming out of my shell a little later than most people, but I'm getting there. And um, I guess, yeah, I just feel like I've got this um, calling to help others do the same. And I'm just going to continue doing that as long as I can. Yeah, I love that. Because I, I'm sure that this road that you're on right now is not somewhere you ever thought you'll be, you know, you were going to be, you know, three, four years ago. Oh, if, if, if you'd have shown like a 16 year old me the photos that I was posting, I probably would have yeah. But um, if I had read the captions, I would have been proud, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, what's next? What's next for Amy? Look, we're doing a lot of stuff with Shepherd at the moment. We've got an album coming. So oh, we just dropped our little symphony, which is doing really well around the world. So um, yeah, it's been a lot of, music stuff happening at the moment um and yeah i would like to do something else with kiss my fat ass but i'm i'm open to suggestions i don't i'm not sure whether i'd do a podcast or, or whether i i don't know anyway i'm open yes to uh, okay i'm gonna pull the question out there to our followers <laughs> for sure before before i finish up because i think it's a really important one that if people haven't seen it the film clip to kiss my fat ass is pretty unreal how did you go putting that together uh, it was pretty last minute, um, but I did the best like I could that I've had. Um, and I just reached out to people on Instagram that I'd come across and people that I thought were doing really cool things. And I, um, yeah, I just chose some really powerful women from around Australia. And thankfully, some said yes. <laughs> and I feel like I, I reached quite a large uh, demographic of women and um, we all danced around in our nude underwear. And to be honest, um, I, I kind of wanted to do my own version of Blurred Lines yes. um, because I've seen that music video and just being like, fuck, like that's what I need to look like. And I've just felt so bad about myself after seeing that clip. So yeah. I did my own version of that with, um, yeah, like a re-edit re of that clip. That's such a good idea. I um. I really resonated with a lot of the females obviously on there, but I'd recently just had a baby and was it Cara? who would oh, Yeah. The timing of it. I was like, Oh my gosh, she is amazing to get out there. And I mean, she, yeah, like she'll, she'll be the first to say like, she doesn't have the perfect body. She was, I think five weeks postpartum at that stage. Um, yeah. There she was doing devil presses. And I think that's such a good example of like, it's all about what you can do. Yeah. And you know, she's juggling you know, a gym and a career and now a baby. And um, I, that's the kind of women that I want to look up to. And I think a lot of women are looking for those role models. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to watch the rest of your career unfold, particularly now you've got this other path alongside your incredible music career, Amy. So um, thank you again so, so much for joining us. I've absolutely had a blast talking to you and every response has just been everything and more that I expected from you. You were an absolute powerhouse. So thank you so much for spreading such an incredible message. Thanks for having me. Really absolute pleasure. having the platform to share my story. Ah, you're a legend. Thank you so much, Amy. Chat soon. Alicia, bye. Bye.
Thank you everyone so much for joining this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of Amy's story. Um, And if you did find that it felt quite triggering for you or resonated in a way that really made you realize that there's some room for growth or you're wanting to improve your relationship with food or your body, please reach out. It doesn't have to be to us. If you wanted to start that conversation with us, we do have a free assessment direct with our dietitians. So it isn't this, um, you know, automatic PDF thing. It is actually talking to our dietitians so that we can give you the support that you need or refer on to another support if it is better for you um, and really allow you to start to, first of all, be curious in the way of progress uh, and then find that trust and that vulnerability to allow you to achieve that um, progress forward and that, um, I guess, improvement forward in finding that confidence and empowerment when it comes to food and your body. So we talk about control a lot um, and control in the most positive sense of leaving you with this independence with your food where you have not only the knowledge of the what, but you know the why and the how and um, food becomes just food and it loses morality in the best possible way. So if you did want to reach out, if you did want to start that journey, please reach out to us or we have linked a few other um, different resources to get you started in just allowing yourself to be immersed in the right positive, um, I guess, conversation um, to then start to move you towards being ready to change um, as soon as you feel like that's the right step for you. So really appreciate your time, guys. Please head to our website, www.competeatnutrition.com to start that free assessment if it is something that you wanted to do um, and start to chat to one of our amazing team members. So thanks again for listening to The Waffle, guys. How epic was Amy? Gosh, still absolutely grinning um, at the point of being able to have the opportunity to chat to us. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Cheers. Oh, oh, oh.